Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very good. Um, we don't have any tweet. Well, actually, I lied. We have a lot of tweets, but they're all aimed at Cal and how they want him to suffer. Um, what did so- I miss that they want Cal to suffer so badly? <laughs> Cal ended the podcast, the last podcast, going, why are we talking about Doctor Who? Do any of you want this? And then everyone tweeted going, hey, we really like the episode, but I guess you don't have to suffer if you don't want. Anyway, we'll talk about... <laughs> For our audience, I will read out all those tweets... Next time it's Cal and I. In the meantime... Meantime, um, you're stuck with me, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, what did you want to talk about? Did you have any tweets? <laughs> no. Oh, does nobody tweet you? Uh, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Fair enough, too. I suppose no tweets is better than bad tweets. No, tweet, no news is better than bad news. Very good. Um, is there anything we need to mention at the top? Um... <laughs> Or did you want to just start at the beginning? Start at the very beginning. It's a very good. How did you ruin the bit you wanted to do? We haven't even mentioned what we're talking about, Sam. God. No, but this is. We talk about that for small talk. It's the preemptive bit. I don't get that. We're going to talk about Pixar and Onward, but first we're going to talk about the short film that aired in front of (laughs) Onward. Spoilers for that. It was The Simpsons. It was very sad. It was so weird. I was... I was like, oh, it's going to be a Mickey short because they had the ears and then all of a sudden it was Homer with donuts. Um, As someone who hasn't watched a lot of The Simpsons, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I was so it was, sad. It was weird because I, The Simpsons isn't usually no dialogue. Known for having a short film in front of movies. That, and no dialogue. <laughs> I mean, it was centered... They, they did it in a clever way where they centered it on the child. Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the child that doesn't speak. I'm pretty sure it was written by the same creative team. I'm sure it was, um... Because very nice this was though. very much Disney saying, we welcome you to our family, Fox. Because um, I think this is the first movie post-merger. Because uh, Frozen 2 would have been close. Uh, first one since the merger went through, probably, yeah. They've had done other stuff before then, though. What did they do before this? Uh, I guess just like little shorts online where the Simpsons are like, we welcome our Disney overlords. Yes, those were all shorts online, mostly for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they were pretty good. I quite enjoyed those, actually. Those were fun, yeah. It is very strange seeing this, though. And I don't know if I love it or hate it. I, you know what? Uh, Commercially speaking. It was fine. It wasn't a bad short. It just made me sad. Because you wanted Mickey Mouse? I want. I just. I want to see Kitbull on a big screen. Aww. And then I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the Clone Wars as a short episode on the big screen. See, this is the problem with the um, with with Simpsons as a short is that it sets a precedent that all of the other broadened properties exactly. get shorts. You know who else they got with Twentieth Century Fox? Alien. I want a xenomorph short film in front of the next Pixar film. So, when, I don't know if I told you the story, but when I was working at Disney, um, I worked at Epcot, which is across mm. from Hollywood Studios. It's the next closest park. And it was the sum, It was the year that um, Toy Story Land opened. So, everywhere had these little alien popcorn buckets, which is, you right. know, the Toy Story alien, the one with the three eyes, the yeah, little yeah, green yeah. dude. Um, the ones that were in the claw machine, those ones. And I had a guest ask me where they could get an alien popcorn bucket. And I was like, oh, you can go over there. You can do this, that, and the other, but you're not going to find any in Epcot, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then after they left, this other guy comes running up to the cart and goes, did you say they already have alien popcorn buckets? I was like, and I was so confused <laughs> and couldn't figure out what he was talking about. And I was like, yeah, they're, and I told him the same whole spiel about mm. where you could get them. Um, he's like, uh, the merger hasn't even gone through yet, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what oh. are you talking about? Oh. And he's oh, no. like, he's like alien, and I'm, he's like, what? Wait, what do they look like? I was like, you know, the little green alien from Toy Story. And he goes, that is not the alien I thought. <laughs> Should have said xenomorph. 
Not well, a big enough he, nerd. That is what he then said. He was like, I'm talking about the xenomorphs from Alien. And All I was right. like, ah, yes, no. But then continued with the fun fact that there used to be a special effects show in, um, I don't think it's called Hollywood Studios in um, Flor- in Paris. I think it's, is it Walt Disney Studios in Paris? The second park yeah, in yeah, Paris, yeah, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, it's, it's Disney Studios. Um, they used to have a special effects show there. Where they took you into the alien spacecraft. That's cool. It was very cool. Um, and I, I don't know if, I don't think it's still there. I think that's where they are currently building Star Wars Land there. I don't know, fair. Um, but because I had done that, I got to launch into that and go, actually, you're not too far off. <laughs> it's pretty good. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else to say on this, the Simpsons short? It made me sad, but it was fine. It was, it was, it was cute enough. It was cute enough. It's the baby meets another baby. And, and they kind of have a they, romance. And they have a romance. And it's like a modern day romance, like an oldie, fashy, worldly romance, but they're babies. The, the train guy. Watching the cute. baby like full face front in the sand's pretty good too. Oh yeah, where the train comes around. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was quite fun. Um, There's, you know, it's it's, put, it's the Simpsons. There's good adult humor in there, but they also figure out a way to make it accessible to put before a PG movie. Yeah, and super surprising. And I like that, yeah. What was the park called? It was like No Responsibilities Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it was like Broken broken Ankle Park or something. No, that was the skate park. The, the other park was like no parental guidance or something. It, it was oh, something yeah, yeah, about yeah. the parents not being held responsible for what happens to their kids. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, should anyway. we play the music? Sure. Play the music! Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast, about what you're watching maybe. I'm your host Sam. And I'm Brienne. Today we're talking about Pixar a little bit. Uh, like brief history of Pixar and brief then onward. History of Pixar, I suppose, yeah. Um, where'd Pixar start, Samuel? Ah, uh, it was the one with the lamp and the ball. Oh, you very good. I'm surprised you went all the way back to the shorts. <laughs> I thought you were going to uh, say I thought it was a, I thought it was a trap. I thought you were going to go... Unfortunately, you're still wrong. Uh, boo. The first short was actually... I want to say it was called The Tin Soldier or The Toy Soldier. And it's that little um, little drummer soldier thing that like bounces up and down, back and forth. And it was an I animation test. I thought it was test. the lamp. That, um, uh, the lamp shortly followed. The lamp became like the staple of Pixar. Boo. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I might be wrong on this. Um, they did a couple of tests all kind of at once. Oh, I am definitely wrong. Tiny Toy, Toy is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Luxo. Um, Luxo Jr. was actually no, the, the second one. Yeah, The Adventures of Andre and Wally B. I actually have seen The Adventures of Andre and Wally B, and, and then, I do not remember it. And then it was Luxo. Mm-hmm. So... How many of the Pixar shorts do you actually remember seeing? Because I uh, know I've seen The Adventures of Andre and Wally B., I've seen Luxo Jr. because everyone's seen Luxo Jr. Um, I've seen Red's Dream, I don't remember. Tin, tin Toy is a staple. They actually make a reference to Tin Toy in the new Toy Story movie. He's one of the like toys in the back like party room um, and gives Barbie... Um, not Barbie, what's her name? Uh, Bo Peep. Jesus. Um, gives Bo Peep directions to, the go- to um, you know, Keanu Reeves. Um, Nick Knack, I don't remember. Jerry's Game, I remember very vividly. I don't um, I've probably seen most of these, but for I don't really... For the Birds, really, I remember the seeing birds a I lot. The Birds, I very much remember. Yes. Bounding. Bounding, I, I don't do think I've ever seen. I remember Bounding. One Man Band, I, I remember, remember one that man one. Band. Lifted. I sort of remember Lifted. I, remember I couldn't, that. like... I don't think I've seen that. I, I think I do. I do remember Presto. I remember Presto. Partly cloudy, I kind of I remember. I remember that one. Day and night. Day and night, I oh, remember. Yeah, I remember that one too. La Luna. La no Luna, idea. I remember coming out but not seeing it. The Blue Umbrella, no idea. I don't remember the Blue Umbrella. Lava, I have seen. Lava, I remember coming out and then I just never saw it. It was in front of something. Wasn't yeah, inside it in front out. Of... Oh, did you not see Inside Out? I did, but we got to the theater late. Ah, boo. Um, so we caught just the end of it as the credits were rolling for Lava. 
Jamie, um, me, me, me. Um, Sanjay's a super team I don't think I've ever even heard of, but that's because I didn't see good dinosaur in theaters. Yeah, right. Um, I saw Pippa. Piper. Um, Piper's adorable. Uh, I saw Lou. Lou. No, no, actually, no, I didn't see Lou. I don't know Lou. if I saw Lou. Because I didn't see Cars 3. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I did see, what's that? We Bao? saw Bao. I think we saw Bao together. Bao is horrifying. It was kind of cool. It's it's interesting to see how many of those shorts have won um, best animated shorts. Mm. Um and it's interesting to see that almost every other one of them has been nominated. Nearly every Pixar film has been nominated, if it hasn't, like, actually won. This is true. Uh, well, we'll quickly run through the feature films then, and then we will talk about Onward at the end. The one everyone's actually here to, to talk about, possibly. Uh, <laughs> so Toy Story changed cinema forever. Yes, yes it did. Um, it was... I remember having it on VHS. Yes. Have you seen, like, the footage Came of, out like... the year I was born. Have you seen the footage of the original tests for um, with Woody's character where he was just the angry little toy and he yeah. was so terrible? The head small toy syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, uh, toy Story was understandably a success. Did you guys do Toy Story 4 or no? Um, at the podcast? I don't think so, no. Oh, no, we didn't. I say, surely you've talked about all the Toy Stories recently. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about any. We really haven't talked about any of these, which is surprising. Because we've done retrospective episodes. We talked about Incredibles 2. Did we do an Incredibles 2 uh, podcast? I don't think we did. That's sad. Um, well, honestly, a few we of the more recent... We did Finding Dory, though. We I did do Finding Dory. Dory. We did do Finding Dory. But some of these I haven't... Like, some of these recent ones I haven't cared for, particularly the sequels. Fair enough. Um, speaking of ones I didn't really care... Bugs Life, I liked a lot as a kid. But I've had no interest in going back to. I was afraid of Bugs Life as a kid. I, like, the, uh, Hopper just had me fearful. I did not, like, he, you know, he was the baddie. He was not good. Mm-hmm. He came into their home and destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's evil. It came out at the same time as Ants, which I think put a lot of people... I didn't like Ants. A I was, lot I didn't of people like did, though. I think Ants... Ants was a lot later, wasn't it? I thought Ants was early 2000s. No, I thought it came out at the same time, but maybe I'm wrong. Ants but... came out in... 98? Uh... It's Ants with a Z if you're looking at her. Um, 98, very good. Because mm, it's the same year as Bugs Life, I told you. Well, there you go. Me, me, me. When did Bugs Life, what was the date for Bugs Life? November 25th. Interesting, Ants came out first. Mm-hmm. It came out on October 2nd. So they were making it at the same time. It's one of those, it's a classic Armageddon, yeah. deep impact situations. Armageddon's way better. Interesting. Um, uh, no strings attached and Friends, Friends with, with Benefits. Benefits. Friends with Benefits was much better. I digress. Yep. Uh, you then got Toy Story 2, which is the first Disney sequel ever to get a cinematic release, right? Uh, first, well, Disney hadn't really been, so... Disney animated sequel. Yeah, so the thing with Disney animated sequels is I believe they all the sequels are actually made by a different subsidiary co- company than the ones that get re- released into cinemas, which is why they all were direct to DVD at the time, um, which is why the animation had such a drop in quality. Um, I don't know if they were flying under the Disney banner when it was Toy Story 2 yet. Um, like, they were still very closely partnered, and they have a very interesting kind of back-and-forth relationship with the early movies. Pixar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But Pixar and Disney specifically, yeah. um, I, I don't know if this was a partner movie or when they were under Disney's banner. Um, an interesting thing with the two working together is they actually um, invented a whole new software called Renderman um, yeah. to do these movies. Um, and you can still see it in the credits of almost every Disney animation, yeah. every Pixar animation. Yeah. Um, it's... The thing with Toy Story 2 is it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a very good sequel. It's, uh, for some, better than the original. Uh, Where do you stand on the Toy Story ranked? You know, it's been a while since I've seen the early Toy Stories. I feel like after seeing the most recent one, I really should have gone back because the animation just ups its game in each one. Toy Story um, 3 is the best one. I stand by it. Story-wise or animation-wise? Story. Um, Toy Story 4 is the best one animation-wise. Yeah, well, that but, yeah, that was what I was talking about. Toy Story 2, I think, it brought this new idea of sentimentality, but it hit at a point in my life 
where I was like, why are you introducing new characters? I came for the old characters, and I was too young to quite understand the appeal of bringing you in... that person. You things. hated Jesse and the horse. Um, no, actually, bull, uh, Bullseye? Yeah. Bullseye, Bullseye was my favourite. Um, you, but your favourite would be the animal character, though. Yeah. Um, I did not care much for... Oh, that's the one where Woody gets taken yeah. to the collector. I didn't care for that. I didn't care for when somebody loved me and how sad it was. And I just wanted a happy, fun film. It's like three, four. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no, that's what I liked about it. And I remember watching this one a lot, too. The Toy Story movies were just amazing, solid films. That's um, true. It's interesting people talk about Pixar like they don't do sequels. Like, and Pixar themselves talk about themselves like, we try to do original ideas, meh, you know, push the sunglasses up the bridge I of the nose. I don't know that they do, because they've made so many sequels, and so many sequels Well, they sequels used to. They did to, they used to, because you see there's this long stretch between 99 and 2009 where they didn't do any sequels. Well, you say used to, like, their, literally their third movie wasn't a sequel. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying, is it's a bit of a high horse when their third movie was a sequel. Because Bugs Life underperformed compared to Toy Story. Actually, but, fun fact, it did, it, like, the, that was a big gamble with Pixar, is that, um, oh, sure, it's fine for your first movie to be a big hit, but, you know, that could be a fluke. So, really, the second movie had to hit just as well for them to survive, and it hit, it did, it hit well enough for them to keep going. Hit well enough, but it wasn't as big a success commercially or review-wise as Toy Story was. Well, no, but that had nothing to do with whether or not Pixar was on to something. It had everything to do with the fact that, like, Ants Toy Story was a million in, in one... Sure, but then they caught that, like, two other times at least. Well, they continued to With Toy to Story 2 and 3. Yeah, they figured They've it out. They've caught lightning in the bottle a lot. The problem, I think, with A Bug's Life is that Ants came out a month earlier. Because why Probably. are you going to take your kids to see a movie... Another that, bug movie? Another movie about ants that talk. Well, and there is an argument to that. Um, I believe Ants was DreamWorks, and DreamWorks mm-hmm. was a far more established animation house at this point than, than Pixar. Pixar. I don't know that, but I would believe you. I mean, uh, DreamWorks is was under the um, Universal banner, or is recently? I don't know enough about their history. Uh, the next movie they released was Monsters, Inc. I remember seeing that in cinemas and loving it, and it just... It was it was a solid part of my childhood to the point that my dad had this friend named Randall that I was marginally afraid of. Fair, uh, Monsters Inc. I remember very vividly. It's a it's just an um it's an absolutely amazing film. Yes, mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing. It might be it's a, it's a perfect film too, which is why it's it just deserved so a prequel. Creative and well done and well structured. Um, and then you had Finding Nemo, which hit all the right heartstrings. I also watched that a lot as a kid. It's interesting. Australian Finding, setting. Yeah, Finding Nemo I didn't care much about as a kid. As I got older, I really appreciated it and found a love for it. Is it because you hate fish? I don't know if it's because I hate fish or if I just found watching these fish. But it probably, literally... no, I think about it, probably is because I hate fish. I think there's just Because I'm an something... animal racist. That's weird and wrong, <laughs> actively wrong. You um, hate small dogs compared to big dogs. I don't dogs. hate small dogs. They're I just, just prefer big dogs. <laughs> um, but no. I don't hate small dogs. I just rather they lived somewhere else. I don't know. It just didn't, as a kid, it wasn't. I think it was because the young character... Like, as a kid, you identify with the young characters. Um, and the young character was immediately removed from the story. <laughs> right. Yeah, you see, I didn't mind that. I suppose I've always been quite mature. Um, so I've always been able to identify with um, older characters. Because yeah, right your favourite character as a kid in Star Wars The Phantom Menace would have been Anakin Skywalker. It absolutely would not have been. Who, if you'd seen Star Wars as a kid, who was your favorite? Who would have been your favorite character? Probably Padme. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Padme is a badass. There's but... only one woman, <laughs> and as a child, like I didn't really think about those things, but it, it just like naturally you that's what you like, get appealed to. She's a princess. Probably. She's actually a queen. Still. <laughs> as a kid, doesn't matter. Um, you then had The Incredibles, which is. Bang, bang on the money. Uh, yeah, I love The Incredibles. It's it's actually a perfect superhero film. It probably hasn't been surpassed since. And this one's Brad Bird. Brad Bird did set Who then standard. did Mission Impossible 4, which is the best Mission Impossible film. I don't know that I've seen that one yet. Because that's Fallout, right? No, 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 that's the sixth one. 
How How many are there? Six. They're doing two more back to back. Hayley Atwell's going to be in them. Oh, I'm on board. Yeah, I knew you would be. Is she the new Tom Cruise? No, Tom Cruise is the new Tom Cruise. Is she the new James Bond? No, she's the new original female character. But I, I want I want, I want her to be James Bond. Why? <laughs> because she was just so good at Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. You need to finish that show. I uh, probably don't. It ends in a cliffhanger. It, it well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, again, just some of these movies, I'm like, bang, 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 incredible. Here's the first iffy one, Cars. Where do you sit on Cars? Um, I think when Cars first came out, I, like, it wasn't a movie I watched over and over again, but I did enjoy it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, it, but that's about all I have to say about Cars. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first sequel came out, I remember everyone being quite excited about it. Well, I don't, is this the first, now I get them all confused, the sequels. Is the first sequel the world race? No, or no, no. the spy one? Uh, the, <laughs> aren't they the same movie? No, the third one was where he's like all washed up and too old. Yeah. Um, so the second one was the world race where he's a spy, or Mater's a spy. Yes. I don't know that I've seen the second one all the way through. It's um, bad. But Cars, it, it, like, it was a good, like, I, I, it was a good kind of, um, the the guy who's good at everything, who doesn't really care about people, has to learn to care I liked about it as people. A, yeah, I it's liked it as a kid. I, and, very and, standard story, very good morals. Cars I like, and kids love cars. Like, little exactly. boys love cars. Well, I think this was... Little girls can too, but little boys love cars. Yeah, it's very interesting looking at Pixar Slate and thinking about who they're trying to appeal to. Um, and they kind of have this back and forth for a while, where it's a few movies that are very, like... I'd say Toy Story and Toy Story 2 are... Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to say because it's Andy is a boy, and for the most part, if your lead is a little boy, it's for little boys. And if it's your lead is a female, it's typically for a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pixar has this very strong ability to transcend gender stereotypes in that. This is probably... This... It helps when they're all anima- anim- anamorphic things. Yes. I love the theory that Pixar is just that they sit and pitch and go... What if that thing was was talking? Well, because look at this. What if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? What if fish had feelings? What if superheroes had feelings? What if cars had feelings? Yeah. Um, and then later we get to what if feelings had feelings. Yeah. Well, it was, it's very interesting, like, with Monsters, Inc., that, like, they made a movie about monsters that little girls wanted to watch, mm. particularly in 2001. Yeah. Um, and then Cars was, I think, the first one that kind of hit one way or the other. I might be wrong on that fact, but Maybe. that's kind of how it felt for me. Um, Ratatouille was the next one. Ratatouille, I think, was the first one that hit a gap in my ability to go to the theaters, um, to where I don't think I saw this in theater, and I think I remember not really caring when I watched it at home with my I mom. I did, and I also think I didn't care, but it was 2007, I would have been... 12, I just wouldn't have cared about that. It was a that. little bit sophisticated when you I were a kid. I think if I'd watch it now, I'd actually have a much, much more respect for it. Yeah. Well, I um, I've, I finally got to go on the Ratatouille ride um, in Paris, and it's a very interesting ride, and I'm like, I, I really need to rewatch this movie, because there's some very interesting, fun things here. Um, but... I, I remember not having a very strong appreciation for it. It's also Brad Bird, that one. Interesting. Which is probably why it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's very critically acclaimed of the lot. Um, but it's also about food. As a kid, I didn't really care. Yeah, as but a kid. But since taking, like, you know, since becoming an adult and actually cooking a lot more and cooking, well, trying to cook really interesting good. foods. Yeah. Because yeah. until, you know, only in the last year have I started cooking more complicated foods than nachos. Which is barely cooking. Yes, we're all so proud of you. Um, Are we? Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. Are you proud of me? I can cook gnocchi now from scratch. It is pretty good. Um, Next movie. I need to make you my spinach one. It's so good. Um, The next movie on the list, Wally, was another one that kind of hit a gap for me. It's the best Pixar movie. I know it's your favorite. You suck. It's the best romance you've ever seen. I love it now, but when it first came out, it was kind of in this. It was in the scap, particularly, I think, Wally. because it was... 
There wasn't a lot of dialogue no. for the first half of it. And I know it that's lost why it was so good. Yeah. You see, this was 2008. By this point, I was sophisticated enough to enjoy. You also said you dialogue. were sophisticated for which one was it? Ratatouille. No, for I think what was it? Uh, Toy Story Two. I didn't say I was sophisticated for Toy Toy Story Two. Finding Nemo? I don't know. Yeah, it was Finding Nemo because I said the thing about the kid character leaving and you were like, I was just so sophisticated, I enjoyed watching the adult. No, I said mature, not sophisticated. Mature people don't have to be sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wally Um, is amazing. I do love it now. It's very adorable. It has some very interesting life lessons and morals. (laughs) And is it technically a bastard film? No. Except you don't remember it because all oh, the, the footage. all the footage from the from past the is live that they action. Watch. Yeah, is live a- But also, like, there's recordings from the first captain, and he's a real guy. Mm. It's just a real film actor. Been a while actor. since I've seen this. Well, um, I, I mean, it. I guess then yeah, it would qualify into that category technically. Um, uh, but it's just fun, and even once you have dialogue, all the fat people are horrible. Um, <laughs> Well, there's that. It's it's where it's, like people started really paying attention to the tie-ins between the movies of like um, we have what by was it? And the, large. By and large, the A one thirteen, the Pixar ball, all the other references. This is the movie where people really started paying attention it, to that. Monsters Inc. had it too. It, well, they all have it. If you look, they all do. And they but nearly all the have a hint to the next movie. Oh, that's that's exactly what every single Pixar movie has. They have a hint at the movie before it, excuse me, a movie before it and the movie after it. There's one exception. I think it's Brave doesn't hint at Monsters University, but I think that's yes, because... Yes, it does. No, it hints to Newt, doesn't it? The unmade film Newt. No, it has hints at both because when uh, um, they... Okay. We'll talk about this when we get to Brave, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but um, do you remember the... Do you, do you see Brave? <laughs> no. Um, so at one point... Merida. We'll talk about this when we get to Brave, she said, well, and I'm starts gonna, talking I'll make about it. I'll make it quick. Um, at one point, Merida gets to, like, this witch's house, and she's, like, pulling things off the wall, and there's, like, a wooden carving of, like, a big monster thing that looks kind of like Solly. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, Wally's amazing. Perfect film. I love it. I love it. And it's got a great... It's got a cool message. I like the message, It too. does. I started getting interested in Wally when, in Choir, we sang Put On Your Sunday Clothes, even though that's from Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, next is Up. Uh, most tragic ten minutes of my life. It's only eight minutes. Uh, so tragic. I actually just and rewatched it's so this one. Good that I forget what happened for the rest of the movie. I, you know what, I did too because that's really the thing that everyone goes back to is the first bit of the movie. There's a talking dog. There's the bit with the boy on his porch. I bet you forgot about the bird, though. But you forgot about Kevin. I didn't forget about the bird, but I, I don't remember you... the context of the bird. I bet you forgot that Kevin is a girl. Because I, I, I didn't forgot remember Kevin its name. Was a girl. I didn't remember <laughs> Kevin's name was Kevin. Um, yeah, so I've recently rewatched it because my mom had never seen it. Um, had the whole plot is that. Um, Mr. Fitzgerald, whatever the old man's name is. Yeah. Um, he, now I'm going to be sad I got his name wrong. Um, he wanted to do this whole adventuring thing when he was a kid because um, he watched this one adventure on TV. Um, and then as he was out running around doing it, he ran into Ellie, who, like, really opened the world up to him. They fall in love. Yeah. Ellie dies, blah, blah, blah. And they've always had this dream of going to Paradise Falls, which is the place in the um, adventure movies they were watching. Um, and the adventure guy mysteriously disappears. So when he gets to Paradise Falls, he runs into the um, adventure guy. Yeah. Who's there to hunt the kind of bird that Kevin is. So it becomes this whole big chase thing to, like, get Kevin back. And, like, there's this big sky battle between the House of the Balloons and a big, like, um, what are they called? <sighs> Chompy chomps? I don't know. You're doing no. like a chomping action with your hands. <laughs> they look Crocodiles. like... Crocodiles. Um, uh, blimp. 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 Blimp is the word. Fair enough. I was actually I, trying yeah, to I think remember of, none of that. Like, because the that word for what the Hindenburg was. Eight minutes. Right. You could have just said Hindenburg. But it wasn't the Hindenburg. Are we, are he we had sure? an army of dogs that could talk, and Doug was the one that wasn't obeying because he was just too dumb. Oh, Doug is a man. I remember Doug. And I love you. Hi, I am Doug. And I love you. Oh, Doug. Uh, next up is Toy Story 3. Best Toy Story movie. Best villain. That evil teddy bear. 
Yeah, Luxo, every time I go to Disney, I still have to go and smell them to see if they still smell like strawberries, and they still do. Nice. And if they don't, they throw them in the bin, and then they become real-life Luxos? Probably. Um, That bit with Mr. Potato Head puts himself on a flatbread? Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Um, There is... Supposedly at the parks, you can now meet Luxo in special things, and I've never done it, but I kind of want to meet Luxo to see if Luxo smells like strawberries. Fair. Um... Not much to say on it. They freaking put everyone in a trash compactor. Uh, the emotional... I cried in this movie. At least I was brought to tears. I'm not brought to tears in a lot of movies. Although recently... I didn't cry at the end of Real Steel. You cried at the end of Real Steel. I didn't see Real Steel. I know. You cried it onward. I did cry it onward. You're right. But And then I cried at the end of Real Steel. I don't... I was just watching the end scene from Real Steel. Because it popped up on Facebook. And... I haven't seen it in years, and I'm like, I remember that movie. I wonder if the ending holds up, and I'm like, in tears, I'm like, the robot's gonna do it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> hey, that buddy's rude. Anyway, Toy Story 3 is amazing. It's the best movie ever. Well, Fuck you if you disagree. Is Cars 2. Ah, uh, Cars 2 is so bad. That's the next one. It's so bad. Because uh, you took the funny sidekick and made him the main character. But they didn't even do that because then they made the Mater the Greater Adventures or whatever short film. Or it was like its own film, but it was a series of shorts. I don't even know what it was. I know I never saw it. Um, but it was another film that was made by Disney, not by Pixar. Um, was that a Mater one? Because there was Planes as well. There was Planes, um, but Planes went to theatres and this other Mater thing did I, not. Planes didn't go to theatres. Oh, well, this is even smaller than Planes. Yeah, fair enough. I just know it was on ABC Family, now Freeform, all the time. Fair. Um, Brave, I didn't see because it's about people. I don't care if people have feelings. It was very interesting, <laughs> Brave. I, it was the first I know a lot of Pixar. people really like it. I just... It, it's a good, like, mother-daughter story. Um, it's the first one where there are humans are the main characters, though. It's the first Pixar where they ha- they tackle humans, although that's loose because she spends most of the movie as a bear. Everyone spends a lot of the movie as a bear, except for Merida. Um, Merida, it's the only um, Disney princess outside of Disney. I think you'll find that that's a rip-off of Brother Bear, the best movie. Yeah, except it's her three little brothers get turned into bears and she has to, like, save them. It's not about, like... <sighs> Her trying to figure out how to Are you be a better person. Her brothers become bears. Like they're her brother bears. Disney, stop ripping off yourself. You're bastardizing your own culture. Yeah, except Brother Bear was like, he had to learn about his own culture and like become a better human by being a bear. And then this was like, she needed to learn how to take care of her family, but also that she didn't need to be the princess they wanted her to be. She could be the kind of rock star in the mud, whoever she wanted to be, and still part of the family um but there was a weird thing with a witch it's been a long i haven't seen it since it came out um i i only remember one song from it yeah um but it wasn't a musical in the sense i i don't know if i remember it well enough i don't think it's a musical in the sense of all the other disney princess movies where they sing their own songs it was a musical in that there was music that told the story but it wasn't performed fair Monsters in University looked fucking stupid, so I didn't see it. Oh, I loved Monsters University, actually. Cool. It's um, it's a fun one. Um, I think what's interesting about Monsters University is that it Monsters, Inc. is a good enough movie that it deserved another movie, but they were very smart in that it shouldn't be a sequel because they kind of solved the world, so they had to go yeah. back in time. Yeah. Um, and they did some clever things with it. Like, you... Randall actually really wanted to be their friend in college, but because Sully thought he was the cool guy, but actually kind of sucked at everything he was doing and had to be taught by everyone. Um, They had, like, the scare games, all this interesting stuff, and eventually, at the very end, something happens that Randall's like, I gotta beat these guys. Um, And that's where it turned around. Fine. I probably am not gonna watch it. Lots of references to Greek life. It's very interesting. Uh, You see, I think that's what I didn't like about it. Because it's it was a parody on what I... It looked like a parody of film, not of, like, college it wasn't... life. Because, from my perspective, that doesn't exist. Because, you know, that doesn't yeah. exist in, in I Australia. Mean, I actually did a project in one of my marketing classes in college where um, we had to, like, sell this movie as if it was re-released today. Oh, really? Um, it was a very interesting project. Cool. Um, 
And it was oddly relevant at the time, because I think it was the um, five-year anniversary, but... Um, yeah, it's it's a good enough movie. It's worth a watch. Like you're, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised by how fun it is. Maybe I just don't, ha- you know, have any interest. Maybe I'll watch it one day. I'll make you watch it. Ah, boo! Inside Out though, so good. Inside Out. I saw it with my mom. We both cried. Yeah, that's all there is. I to saw say it with my mom. Mum cried. I didn't cry, but I'm like, oh damn. I saw feelings it before. I was a feelings. huge fan of um, Amy Poehler. This was kind right. of the turning point where I really liked Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Fair. She's good. Um, they now have an Inside Out ride at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Well, at California Adventure. Um, if you remember Flick's Flyers from Bugs Land, it was like the takeout containers and it was like little hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that now. They've moved... Basically, they closed Bugs Land to build the Avengers campus. And they've moved that ride over um, under... The Incredicoaster, which was California Screamin', into a kind of corner where there used to be like this up and down drop ride. Yeah. Um, and rethemed it into Inside Out, which each different one is a different emotion. They have all of the like memory balls on the wall. Nice. It's very simple ride, but very nicely themed. Nice recycling of the old ride. Nerd. Very nice addition to Pixar Fear. Nerd. I don't know what else to say about it. The Incredicoaster, <laughs> surprisingly amazing. Anyway. Good dinosaur, didn't see it, looked bad. Mm. Looked like The Lion King, but with dinosaurs, and I've heard that's basically what it is. Did you Not, see it? Yeah, I did. I watched it on a plane, mm. um, which tells you what I thought of it. Um, it, like, it's not really this, The Lion King, just but looked, with dinosaurs. It's more like it's just The Land kid. Before Time, if The Land Before Time was one character without friends. Boo. Um... Well, and it just looked more kiddish. It was definitely skewed much, much younger because of the way... I don't think there was much dialogue, if any. Like, it was very much about um, the dinosaur emoting, and I think they were referencing back to one of their very early... An- well, not their early animations, but one of the first ever animations of Gertie the Dinosaur. Um and people actually get the two confused quite a bit now. Gertie the Dinosaur was one of the first sketches. It's actually in Hollywood Studios in Florida at the moment. There's a big lake with a dinosaur Sketch of in it. what? It's, it's like one of the first animated sketches in a flip book. Of, uh. um, this dinosaur comes in and dances. Um, it was this interesting short film that was made. Um, I'll have to find Gertie the Dinosaur and show you. Because I'm pretty sure it goes back and forth between this animated dinosaur dancing and... Showing it dancing with a human in the frame. It was this right. That's cool. very interesting thing that was made very early um, in animation. Um, but Gertie is referenced in the Hollywood Studios Park in Florida, and people always think it's the good dinosaur ever since this movie came out. When really, it's it, it is an homage to animation history. Got it. That's fair. Cool. Finding Dory. Uh, the octopus is great. This the is a good time to talk air. about the Disney Plus. Um, Pixar in real life shorts because the octopus one was probably uh, the funniest one. Oh, they're so bad. It's just a YouTube series. <laughs> it is, but some of them are quite funny. So, like, the Wally one was cute. The But only because Wally's cute. Well, and it was like, uh, Wally gives them a ring. Someone lost their wedding ring and it was so cute and. But the Finding Dory one was cute because they'd be it was at um, the Monterey Aquarium, the aquarium that this was based off of. Yeah. Um, and they put a stroller with an octopus animatronic in there, and all of a sudden they had um, cast members come out dressed as Marine um, Monterey Bay staff, going, "There's a loose octopus. If anyone sees it." Please let us know. And all of a sudden, the stroller starts rolling across. Yeah. They, I think, I can't remember if they did voices for this one or not. Much better than the Inside Out one. That one was, it got a little bit drawn out. Fair. And I can't remember I if they've done any other ones yet. I just don't care for them. They're cute enough. Fine. Oh, yeah, just, oh the Toy Story one was kind Jeff, of fun. I'd just rather watch more Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is and pretty good Actually, show. I haven't finished that yet. But it's because it as well. Disney Plus needs to launch in... 12 days. 12 days. Oh, it is 12 days, isn't it? Oh, actually, not by the time this episode goes out. By the time this episode goes out, it'll be like Five tomorrow. Days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Then there was Cars 3. I didn't see it. Oh, I did see Cars 3. My fucking God. <laughs> stop watching 
so many movies. Uh, says you. Um, you no, Cars, Cars 3, too. I think Cars 3 was when I had Movie Pass, so I saw it in cinemas. I think I saw Cars 2, I just don't remember it because I watched it at home. And it was during a period where I was watching lots of movies but not paying attention to them. Like um, now? I pay attention to movies now. Some movies. I pay attention to all movies. I know mm, all the things about all the movies. Mm. Um, we'll, do a Rose Lord of Rings. <laughs> we'll do a Lord of the Rings podcast when you finally <laughs> watch Lord of the Rings. Actually, Coco. we've never spoken about Lord of the Rings on the podcast. Cal's probably never seen it. Cal doesn't do pop culture. I'm sure Cal's seen Lord of the Rings. Shall we make Cal's seen Lord of the Rings, right? What's I'm going to I'm going to message Cal on, live on air. I reckon he's seen it. What happens when you I'm right? You reckon he hasn't? What happens when I'm right? Um uh you have the entire you can have the entire podcast. But that means you have to do year the show long, on your own. No, year-long Briannuary. Year-long Briannuary. No. Nope. We will talk about Radioactive. He's definitely and... seen Lord of the Rings. I don't think so. He hasn't seen Indiana Jones. He's seen one now. He saw The Last Crusade. We did it for the podcast. Has he seen... What time is it there? He could be awake. Uh, it's 10 o'clock in the morning now, yeah. Oh, I don't think that's true. Uh, sorry, it's nine o'clock in the morning now. Um, cool. That means nothing. To Cal could be asleep. Um, anyway, uh, Coco. Yes, Co- is Coco the next one? Coco is in fact the next one. Yes. I didn't see this for ages because I just didn't care. Oh, I had to show you Coco. Yeah, and I saw it and it was amazing. It's a very cute film. I believe it... I might have just not paid attention to credits before this, but it was the first movie I noticed where they started putting the production babies on the credits of all the people who had family during the uh, process of making the film. It's a very good film. It's so good. I like the... Obviously, the different culture is interesting to watch. The music's really good. Um, the setting's really good, the, and the actual story, like the Day of the Dead stuff, how it works. Like you got to. It was a very photos. creative way of looking at it. I like I like the Efrendas. The Efrendas were great, um, particularly in the credits when they did a Disney one. And then the twist where that is his dad. I kind of saw it coming, but they did it in a creative enough. It did way it in that a way that I that I kind of didn't predict it, but kind of like I yeah. saw it coming at a certain point. Yeah, you knew that there was some kind of twist coming, but you didn't realize who his dad was going to be and that the big singer man was going to be as evil as he yeah, was. Yeah, you kind of knew something like, was going to be Like, you didn't really up. realize he, was go- he poisoned his dad, and that's why he That left. was the twist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And that Mama Coco actually, like, knew all of this and was very happy to see the music return when in reality everyone thought elsewise. Yeah. What and then she th- died at the end. I that know. broke my heart. I cried I so hard. Um, no, Coco was an excellent, excellent film, mm-hmm. um, and... Mi amor, mi amor. Yeah, it has to be said that it's excellent. Um, I'm sure Cal's seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm you sure hung up on this. We're never going to talk about Onward. Um... I'm just trying to th- We haven't done it on the podcast, but I'm sh- But I'm flabbergasted we haven't. I can't believe we haven't talked about Hillary Have we even on mentioned the podcast. It? What do you mean? I can't I completely understand why we haven't mentioned Hillywood. You We're not a YouTube so, series. Yes, but you talk about so many of the same properties that why wouldn't you go, hey, by the way, there's this basic thing that ties in and they do such a good job uh, with it. Because only half of them are amazing. They all are amazing. Go look up the Hillywood show if you care about that. About Brienne's opinions. Brienne's nerd No opinions. one does. Uh, um, Coco, amazing. Incredibles 2, disappointing. But You're joking, right? No, I was disappointed by Incredibles 2. I was not. I... It was the exact same plot as the first one, and I wanted an actual, like, ten-year time jump. But I want to see the Paz... Jack-Jack now... fights Raccoon. Yeah, sure, cute, but... It was so much fun. Cute, but... Num-num cookie. Yes. Ah, thank God. Cal just replied, and the answer is yes. He has seen Lord of the Rings. He's probably mentioned on the podcast before, and I'm having a stroke. Definitely not. Um, Incredibles 2, it had that one amazing fight scene that, you know, gave everyone seizures. Um, But it was a good scene, amazingly made. Um, Kind of stock story on... on, Stock standard on story, but... Still a very interesting, enjoyable movie. True. Um, 
but again, I just wanted something newer from it. The thing, my problem with it, I think, was that it did the same kind of... It was. It looked great. There were some great sequences in it. But it did the same thing the last one did. And I think I wanted it to satirise modern superhero films. Yeah, because I think that's the, last the problem one with the came... time jump. Is that it, it literally tried to be a direct sequel from the first movie. Kind of ignoring what's happened think with superheroes Think about what's since happened then. since then in our in our world and what could have happened since then in their world if you push it to like you could push it to like a mystery men point of corporate cor- corporatization yeah which they kind of what hinted i at will in this. argue against that is if you did that and you'd aged everyone up you would no longer have jack Dar. But what if, if you never have the awkward teenage years of Violet and But Dash. we got all that in the first one. Just watch the first one. No, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. And this was a last of girls movie. Sure. This really was a last of girls movie. Sure. Um next up was Toy Story Four. Look, it It was a good movie. It was a good it movie. Was, it it just... was better than well I was disappointed by it. It was fine. Um, it was looked amazing, good movie. I didn't wasn't really sure why it existed. Exactly, it, yeah. it was made as, uh, amazingly. I like seeing more of Bo Peep's story because Bo Peep wasn't a character anyone really thought about, or yeah. at least I didn't think about. Because um, you're a sexist. Oh, she's just she's so tangential, and I think she leaves somewhere between the second and third movie, and mm. and you didn't notice because you hate women. Yeah, I me Brianne Krause. Yeah, hate um, women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, alright, we're up to Onward. Onward. And we've run out of time, so... Onward. Follow us on Twitter, as we Onward. Spoilers for Onward, it's a new one. <laughs> it's a new one. Um, yeah. You did not think this movie was going to be any good. I didn't. I thought it was going to be terrible. I and didn't want to see it. And then it was amazing, I cried at the end. What do you want from me? I'm going to start, because I have a very short list of disappointments in this movie, I'm going to start there. Okay. I wonder more of the dragon puppy. <laughs> the dragon puppy? They had a pet dragon. I forget what his name was. Uh, I think it was Lazy or I something I think it was meant like to that. be a cat, wasn't it? It was definitely a puppy. He licked everyone. True. He jumped around and begged for food. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a dog. Yeah, all right. It was a dog. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I liked the... I thought it was very good. I liked the... Um... Extremely well plotted. I almost suggested we do it as a versus episode. You know how Cal and I sometimes do the this movie versus that movie? What would you have it against? Bright, the Netflix film. Oh, I'd have to actually watch Bright Me too. Then. It's apparently terrible, but it does yeah. that similar thing. It's like, what if this was real and it comes into a modern age? But is that not also like Men in Black? No. Okay. Um, that's just because Will Smith's in it and that's racist. Well, no, it's Will Smith and like alien people. It's Will Smith and... Elves from magical times. It's not alien. There's a it's big magic. blue rock man. He's not a rock. He's he an orc. Looks... <laughs> yeah. um, You're a racist towards orcs. I am definitely not. You will be once you see Lord um, of the Rings. They're bastards. Oh goody. <laughs> um, well, speaking of orcs and all things D and D, this script was basically someone played D and D and then wrote it campaign. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was a nice touch that um, I don't remember either of their names now. Um, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt was a D and D buff, and that yep. their D and D world was based off of their history. Yep. Um, that was a fun touch. I love seeing the mom come into it in like. She's got to protect her babies, but it also related to, like, her cardio workout in the morning. Yep, yep, that was good. Um, her becoming best friends with the, um, with, with the... The, the Capricorn? Capricorn. Capricorn. The, uh, uh, that's not what that was. No, it's not. Um, it's something else. The thing with the bat wings, and it's, but it's a lion with a scorpion tail. Yeah, lion, scorpion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Caracorn, something corn. Uh, candy corn. Um, no. Uh, no, it was, they were good, they worked well together, um, the, I, it was, the cop boyfriend slash new dad, don't really, like, relationship there was complicated, but, um, he, I probably could have done without, I don't know that he added a whole lot to it, but it was a nice touch at the end that he was like, I don't need a car. He, they needed that person for them to overcome, though. Yeah, That I wasn't suppose. the mum. They needed a familial person that was like, no. 
Well, and it also gave a nice balance of when the cops do get involved, because naturally the cops are going to get involved in this. At least there's some kind of personal stake to the cops getting involved. And that's exactly what it is. And that's actually, uh, this is a road trip buddy film. Yeah, it's a buddy comedy. It's a buddy comedy uh, road trip film. And that's a staple of it, Mm -hmm. the cops getting involved. So I don't mind Um, that at all. The good magic all the way throughout, I thought nothing ever kind of hit in a way that I was like, okay, well, that's a little bit overdrawn or um, too or obvious. too convenient. Because, well, that's what they talk about. We've got to use what we have. Oh, we'll turn a cheese puff into a boat. Yeah, I know. The magic um, was practical. I liked the jello cube and the fact that they had to get permission from the wizards of the, of the like, the West Coast, was it? Yeah, that was a to nice use, touch in the uh, credits. To use that. Um, um, the... I thought it was funny that it kept coming up that he had this fear of a Jello cube, and then little brother was... just could not believe Jello cube. And then there's a Jello cube. Yeah. I mean, he always knew there was going to be a Jello cube, but what was satisfying was his reaction to the Jello cube. Yeah. How did you feel about the two brothers' relationship in that it started like? First of all, I immediately identified with little brother in this whole thing because he makes his checklist the same way I do, where he draws a little square to put a check mark, and if he doesn't do it, he puts a line in it. That one immediately, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to see a lot of myself in this movie. Probably isn't um, good I, uh, I associated with the older brother. <laughs> oh, good. Um, let's put a new spin on this movie. Um, no, they... Uh, it, how did you feel about the fact that his checklist that was originally about his dad then became, oh, I actually did all this with my brother, and it didn't need to be a father figure, it just needed to be someone in his life? Well, that's what made me cry. Aww. <laughs> it was what started making me cry. And then I actually, and then I fully cried when he made the sacrifice for his brother. Um, so that his older brother could have a proper could, goodbye got that his proper dad. goodbye. And I'm getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it. Because it's just so sweet, but and, I, and I've but and and I've had got a similar relationship with my brother, um, who's who's my younger brother. Like I feel like in that same, we have the exact same kind of butting heads conflict, ban you know banter that these two have. Um, he's employed and doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his act together. I'm unemployed, sitting around playing games, not by choice. <laughs> I blame the coronavirus. No one's hiring. Um, Um, But yeah, it's a a very sweet and sentimental thing. Well, and and just on on that note, me and my brother, we grew up a couple of years apart, but like we very much had a very close relationship as kids and all the way, even until, until maybe recently, but even then, you know, I still play video games with my brother long distance. Um... Um, it's just to show me he loves his is, dogs more than me now. He loves everyone less than his dogs, except maybe Paige. Um, <laughs> the the dog uh, the dogs um, the montage of the brothers was very sentimental and cute. Like I really enjoyed that. It was almost moment. overly sentimental. I almost didn't like it, but I couldn't quite see it through the tears oh, in my I eyes. <laughs> I like a p- particularly the moment with the pool where he's afraid to go in, and his brother just pushes him in, but he's there for him, so it's okay. And it's just it's this. It's this level of banter, and no matter how much we roughhouse and play, I will protect you with all of my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a lot of what this movie is. Um, even though go a lot see of, this movie. Yeah, uh, a lot of the <laughs> I feel time like not he messes enough it up. Have seen it. I'm sure they are, but oh, when, well, probably not at the moment. Yeah, but once again, um, Corona. Otherwise, they probably would because it's a Pixar movie. Yeah, um, true. It's uh, it's a very good Pixar movie. It like I. I'm trying to think of like all the like the, the the fun things with the like the big scary pub house becomes a family restaurant. Yeah. The maps actually the kids menu. And... I know it's because it was it did it does the thing that can that risks becoming annoying because a lot of stuff does it is modernizing those modernizing things. and swapping tropes particularly with the pixies. Yeah. Um which Bright did to my understanding but I think Bright didn't work because of because this didn't have any humans in it. No, no. Which I think was probably the deciding factor. 
in this working and Bright not. But I don't know, I haven't seen Bright. I really, it would have actually been interesting to compare the well, two. It, I just didn't want to watch Bright because apparently it's shite. From, from what you say, Bright is basically what if these things were actually real, whereas this is, isn't what if these things were actually real. This is this is the actual world of fairy tale and D&D characters, but instead of them using magic forever, someone figures out how fire works. Yeah, and they don't—they don't need the magic anymore, so they get lazy. It's almost—it wasn't it's fire; almost, it was electricity. But or electricity. Um, but it's—it's mm. it's almost the same story as Wally. Is they, they crack something, and all of a sudden, we don't actually need all of our old worldy things that we used to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was a very interesting thing for the father to leave that as a gift for them, and the mother to not know anything about it. Um, the one thing I didn't quite connect with was why only one brother could do it, and maybe it's just you have like they kind of mentioned you have to be magically gifted. Um, yeah, that's a cliche of the genre. Is not everyone can do magic? Not everyone has magic. Uh, yeah, and that it gives you a central point at that point. Um, what did you think of the the, the biker gang, the pixies? Um, they were funny. Small man syndrome is always funny. I thought it was it was a nice touch that everyone they came across was like, oh, well, I don't actually need that. And when they learned that they had that still, it astounded them. They're like, well, why? Like, this is they amazing. They still liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Raven Rock thing was kind of interesting. Um, the sacrifice of the van. The sacrifice of the van was pretty sad. It was very emotional. Um, so I've, I've mentally, or mentally, I'm briefly mentioned this, um, Before anecdote. we started recording. Yes, I, well, I mentioned it a while back as well when it first happened, but apparently there was some, I don't know how far it went because I haven't followed up on it, but there was a lawsuit around this van. Yeah. Um, because one of the Pixar employees actually had this van and they basically just stole the design of it to put it and put it in the movie without any kind of conversation. I don't think this employee worked on the movie. Right. Um, I don't I don't know the details around it. I just know that there was some kind of conversation and potential lawsuit around the right to using this image in the movie. And then they squashed it with a pile of rocks. <laughs> that seems somewhat petty, but I don't maybe it's not well and either it ended up working out for the better or they ended up making another van that was just like it because they've been taking it to all their red carpets they had it at d23 um right this van is the been van a staple cool. of the marketing of this film the van was cool the van was cool i i i yeah i i thought it was good well and i like these stories i like lord of the rings i like the you like the fantasy i like genre. the fantasy genre I don't like all of the fantasy genre. Fantasy is really hard to get right. This is true. But when you have a good fantasy and you execute it well, Lord of the Rings, the best trilogy of, you know, well, of the 20th, of the um, 21st century so far, Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. And even Game of Thrones for a while existed in this realm. Um... Well, the... A, a realm of being a good fantasy. <laughs> and this takes all the tropes that are good from that, but it, you, what you were saying about D&D is if you play, in D&D, play D&D, you'll also enjoy the tropes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, well, it also talks about side quests versus the main quest, and the easiest way to get there isn't always the best way because mm-hmm. there's all these other things along the way. Yeah. Um, and on that, this I think this movie sets things up very well to where it, there's a few things you're like, well, this is clearly a setup, and something's going to pay off later. But his his brother in the fountain was such a a great thing that they used that it didn't feel like it was a setup. It felt like it was establishing who this character was. Um, so that when they popped up right in front of it, I don't think you initially went, oh, obviously it's going to be in the fountain his brother tried to save. They had this whole thing about how it was history, but it was brushed so quickly that you don't think about it. Because the second I saw the fountain again by the school, it clicked for me. I knew exactly that that's where this movie was going. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What was your experience with that? Did you, did you figure that out immediately or? The high school? The, The fountain had the gem. Uh, I didn't. I thought the gem was in your heart all along or something. Oh, it was going to be something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It was in the fountain, whatever. Yeah. That's I, not what the point of that end scene I was. was. Uh, that's true. The um, 
the well, bit, I just I thought it was a nicely plotted plan payoff of the whole like he had tied himself to it early on to save yeah. this piece of history. So the second that I could see it in the background under construction, I was like, oh, history! Of course, the manhole pops up in front of the school because when they had this quest designed, this quest wasn't there wasn't a city built yeah, yet. So course. naturally, it leads you back into somewhere that yeah. was well, people build cities where they build cities for reasons um, around certain landmarks, landmarks and. Yep. Um, well, features but the best like that scene was great the dragon was cool but again it the all, dragon face it was pretty good but it all pales in comparison to that bit where Tom Holland's looking through the rubble at his dad and brother having that discussion and his brother getting the set say goodbye <laughs> that was an amazing <laughs> I did like that he came back and was like dad had a really lame magic name Mm. Uh, but the answer I thought we were going to get with that as well was why he wore the purple socks I was very disappointed to not get the answer to the purple socks he just wants to say something with his sock choice it's the place you can have fun <laughs> as a man yeah you expected to wear boring suits I wear fun socks, socks. Um, as a lady you're not discriminated against for your fun socks <laughs> oh, that's funny for your fun socks um, you're not we're meant to wear heels that don't have socks sir um, uh, Fair the, uh, there was something else I, I, I'm kind of disappointed with myself with the dragon at the end because the first second we saw the high school I was like ah oh, it's funny their mascot's a dragon but I guess there aren't dragons in the world if dragons are a mascot I was like too bad I really wanted to see a dragon well, and then the second that it was like oh it's guarded by something and I figured out it was a fountain I was like the dragon's gonna come to life but they did something so much better with how it came so to life um, what do you mean the dragon's the mascot, so mu- they mustn't have them. The, their pet's a dragon. Also, people have, like, dogs as mascots. They're, I guess there's places that are, like, the huskies and things. There's or huskies, the, bulldogs, the, crows, ducks. Lions. Lions. Yeah, okay, whatever. Crows, just... magpies. In fact, rarely are they a fake thing. Okay. At least if you look at the AFL, the, non, the non-animal one, the non-real animal ones are, like, the demons, the blues... Um, okay, I get it. I was wrong. I made a dumb assumption, but it paid off well. There's another one. I can't think of it right now. The Suns. Anyway. And the Giants. Um, there was an interesting piece of controversy around this film that's a very th- quick throwaway uh, line. Uh, <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself, every misogynist, every fucking sex, uh, homophobic country. I got there in the end. I mean, There's so many things discriminated against. I agree, against. but like... Sorry. And it's such a quick line of just this cop who never shows up again. Yeah, so a cop mentions her wife, right? Her girlfriend. Her girlfriend. And then the movie gets banned in a bunch of different countries. But it's like when The Rise of Skywalker has one gay kiss and they edit it out for Singapore and China and a lot of markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and is probably the reason we never got Poe and Finn. Grr. Uh, well, at least... Well, I guess we don't know what the story is, but I like to believe that it means that Pixar wasn't willing to bend and take this one line out of a movie. Um, Good. But what's interesting about that in general is that, like, none of these characters are humanoid enough that there's a lot of assumed gender in this movie. There is. That's true. It's true. They make it pretty obvious, usually, though. Uh, I mean, like... Before characters talk, though, uh, is it that obvious? I think you can tell, yeah. Well, with, okay, well. I, I... Except with maybe, maybe with the pixies, maybe not. Uh, not really But even the they were pink, which has an implied... Well, but that's what I'm saying the problem is, is that there's a lot of assumed gender based off of, like, the, the family was all notions. blue and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the mom was doing, like, a jazzercise video and a lot of assumed things based off of kind of old conventions. But this was this was a hint at getting out of that, which made me think about how much is assumed in this movie. Well, here's the thing with this movie, though. They're taking elves and goblins and... Um, They're already introducing you to so much. There's... Well, and putting them in a normally, a normal environment, we understand, because that's the bit. Yeah... It's what if orcs had feelings. But, like, ulti- elves. ultimately, elves. because it's not a rom... Well, even if it was a romance, ultimately it doesn't matter because it's it's not important to the story. 
Yeah, there's no romance. There's a bromance though. Well, even even if there was two a romance, literal bros. gender is not important to the story in this in nope. this story. No, it's um, not. It's um, just very nice familial love. Yeah, it was sweet. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and you should go see it if you haven't. It's really good. What was your favorite moment? Uh... <sighs> hmm. Fuck. Now you've got me. I mean, it's the bit when he's looking through the rubble. Oh, see, I have two. I have a fun one and a, and a sentimental one. Mm. The fun one is uh, I'm I'm so much of a child. I, I love when the dragon turns around and the dragon faces the mascot from the wall. It's pretty good. Um, and then the other really good moment for me was when they were all dancing at the rest stop. At the what? At the rest stop. Oh, uh, yeah. But also the dad throughout this whole thing was kind of creepy. It was creepy because he was just legs. And the other half of the time, he was a used car salesman. Oh, with the... Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what's your favourite Pixar movie? Favourite Pixar movie? Um, based off of everything we talked about, probably... I don't know that this tops my list, but they all are so consistent for me that it's hard for me to choose. I'd say probably between this or Coco. Mm, that's fair. This is, this was really good. Um, Coco was really good. He can't go past Wally for me. Yeah, I know I'm a sucker for a sci-fi, but um, it's just. And I love the the ones I watched as kids: The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc. But again, Wally. I did love Monsters Inc. Wally's the first. I loved all those as. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, I did love all those movies. Um, but yeah, like Wally just resonated yeah. with me on, on another. Yeah, they're all just on such a nice field for me to where it's it's hard to choose one. But I think it, it, if I if you told me I had to go pick a movie to watch right now, it'd be Onward or Coco. Yeah, or maybe Ratatouille because I haven't seen it recently. <laughs> fair, fair. Maybe Ratatouille might be on the list. Might be worth watching that one again. It is Brad Bird. Twelve days till Disney Plus. <laughs> yes, true. Um. um there is one more movie on the Pixar list yep. that is not out yet. It comes out later this year, which is Soul. You don't know much about Soul. No, and I don't want to know much about Soul. I won't tell you much about Soul. Because I always... This always happens. I go, I don't want to see this Pixar movie because I haven't seen anything about it and it looks dumb. <laughs> and then I see it and it's wonderful and that's how I want to keep it. It's going to be a very emotional, I think, introspective journey is my, my take on it, on what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like, this person needs to turn their life around kind of thing, or if it's going to be a wake-up call, or just a it's-time-to-be-sentimental-about-life kind of movie. But I think it's going to hit all of the same buttons that Inside Out hits, just in a different kind of way. Like, it's not about familial love, it's going to be about self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll talk about it if there's anything to talk about. Oh, uh, there'll be something to talk about. I'm sure there will be. Um, what's your favourite Pixar movie? Did you see Onward? Do you like it? What's your favourite bit? Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. But mostly what... I'm more interested to hear what your favourite Pixar movies are, actually. Tweet us that above anything else. Because, yeah, I'm just curious. It's over Onward. It's what? It's O for Onward. O for Onward. That was the one thing I was not super keen on. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. It was cute. Um, roll credits. Anyway, do you have anything else to say? Onward. <laughs> See you, nerds.